NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Waylon Wong. Darian, do you consider yourself a productivity hacker? Uh, no. <laughs> do you? I do not, but I have been just through osmosis exposed to all this advice out there about how to get more done and be super efficient. You know, tips like set a timer for 25 minutes to do focused work or make all your meals for the week on Sunday. Okay. I like to get a good night's sleep. That, that's my very vanilla productivity hack. You cannot go wrong with a good night's sleep. And, you know, there's another tip that is also pretty evergreen. It's called the 80-20 rule. And if you go online, you can find people touting this rule for all kinds of personal improvement. Whereas 20% of our time in our business accounts for 80% of the revenue. Yeah, yeah, that is the 20% input that will give me 80% of the results. You another regularly wear 20% of the clothes you have for 80% of the things you do. Great advice if you're using half your closet to do podcasting in. Uh... <laughs> I was going to say. So the 80-20 rule is also known as the Pareto Principle, and it traces back to the work of an Italian economist who lived over a century ago. And before it became this rallying cry for productivity influences, the Pareto Principle took hold in the business world. For decades, it's shaped how companies manufacture and market their products. Today on the show, we look at where the 80-20 rule comes from, how it became so widely adopted in the business world, and whether it really holds up. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Don't know if you've heard, but the latest workplace trend is currently sneaking up on your business. What is it? Could be anything. The great cubicle comeback, maybe a global bagel shortage. Dealing with anything is what ADP does best, something they've been doing for over 70 years. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions so businesses are ready for the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com indicator. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. The Pareto Principle, stated simply, is this. 80% of outcomes are generated by 20% of causes. Tony McKee is a director at a think tank called The Decision Lab, and that uses behavioral science to advise corporations and governments. And he says that the 80-20 rule is a mainstay in the management consulting field. It was almost like a, not an old wives' tale, but a... Like an um, aphorism? Yes, exactly. You know, something that was said, and you kind of assume that it's got some grain of truth to it. But maybe you also assume that it's not necessarily grounded in kind of a real empirical observation. Um, and the interesting piece was to then discover that actually, no, there is a little bit of substance to it. In fact, a real empirical observation is where the story begins. The 80-20 rule made its first appearance in Italy in the late 1800s, and it showed up in the work of a scholar named Vilfredo Pareto. Vilfredo Pareto was a, an Italian polymath, and he actually started off as a civil engineer, becoming a fairly renowned um, liberal economist, you know, fierce you know, critic of regulation, pro-free markets, you know, is, is sort of guy. And it was during his economist era in the late 1800s that he made an observation. 
He calculated that 80% of the land in Italy was owned by about 20% of the population. This was then generalized out to 80% of income, as well as 80% of wealth, were either generated or held by roughly 20% of, of, of individuals within a particular country, and then that was later generalized out to globally as well. Pareto's observation on land ownership and income is what's known as a power law distribution. In statistics, a power law describes a relationship where a small change in one thing can cause a big change in another thing. So 20% of the Italian population controlling 80% of the land, that's a kind of power law. And Tony says the big takeaway was the distribution, not the specific numbers. There's some fuzziness around there. He actually found that Britain was more 70-30. So 80-20 is really one specific embodiment of a Pareto distribution. Pareto died in 1923. Decades later, a management consultant in the U.S. named Joseph Duran applied Pareto's 80-20 concept to business. He called it the Pareto Principle. And he said, if you look around, you'll see it's practically universal. Joseph Duran's endorsement of the Pareto Principle enshrined the 80-20 rule as a foundational concept for corporate CEOs and business consultants. And interestingly, there are examples in business and economics where the Pareto Principle shows up. Microsoft, for example, has said that 20% of common bugs in software causes 80% of system failures. In healthcare, there's research showing that 20% of Medicare patients account for 80% of spending. But then there are also plenty of examples where the numbers don't line up neatly with this 80-20 distribution. Jan Benedict Steenkamp is a marketing professor at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. It was explained to me uh, uh, in my marketing courses that, say, 20% of your customers account for 80% of your sales. You know, I think there is also something snappy in it. (laughs) It is snappy. Sounds good. And it's easy to remember. Easy to remember. But did this distribution actually hold up? Several years ago, Jan Benedict went on vacation, and for some light reading, he brought along a book that took a hard look at the 80-20 rule in marketing. I was on a wonderful cruise ship in the Mediterranean. So how bad is it to be actually reading those books while being on a wonderful cruise? But anyway, I just wanted to get myself also a, a little bit cognitively stimulated. So I read those things. Now, this cognitively stimulating book written by a professor in Australia looked at sales numbers for different consumer brands, and it determined that, in general, a relatively small number of customers did account for a large portion of sales. But it wasn't 80% of sales. It was more like 60%. And this finding caught Jan Benedict's attention. So he did his own research using what's called consumer panel data. This is data that tracks what households actually buy. And he focused on consumer packaged goods. These are everyday items like groceries and toiletries. I did find a whole lot, I mean, very significant evidence that the 80-20 principle, at least when it comes to sales, just doesn't hold. It just doesn't hold. Jan Benedict could not find this 80-20 distribution, whether he was looking at sales of Pampers diapers in Germany or Tropicana orange juice in the United Kingdom. I looked at many different brands, different countries, different product categories, and I didn't find a single one in which it held. I I found that the heavy users account for about 50% of your sales. 
50%, not 80%. And Jan Benedict says this is a meaningful distinction because companies tend to spend marketing dollars on their biggest superfans. But if those heavy users actually only represent 50% of sales... You're essentially ignoring half of your total sales. I don't think there are many companies would, which would say that that would make a lot of sense. So for Jan Benedict, the 80-20 rule is not useful when people in his field take it literally. But the general principle, what Pareto found over a century ago, that can be helpful. There is a real observable mathematical phenomenon where a small number of causes generates a large number of outcomes. We see this power law distribution in the population of big cities and in workplace accidents. And we continue to see it in wealth inequality, just like Pareto did. For turning McKay, it's pretty compelling stuff. You know, I think people have a tendency to assume that issues are distributed kind of uniformly. Um, there's this kind of intrinsic and inherent assumption that things are equal in their contributions. So I think the initial observation that not all is equal, that's actually kind of a valid way to approach everything from computer programming to, you know, occupational safety, um, it, you know, becomes a pretty powerful insight. The thing I like about the Pareto Principle is it's kind of nonsense, but also kind of built into the fabric of mathematics. Like, there is something real there. I wonder if, like, 20% of indicator listeners are responsible for 80% of our downloads. What should we call these people? Ooh, how about leading indicators? That's a really good name. <laughs> This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Robert Rodriguez. It was fact-checked by Sarah Juarez and edited by Kate Cannon. The Indicator is a production of NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at Life Kit, we want it to be a special one. Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts.